Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. So good to be back. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly four weeks goes. You know, yeah. I miss you during this time. I mean, you really, I see you every once in a while, I guess, in between. But well, you live all I the way just, up there, and I live all the way down here. So I just, but I just have such a good time talking beer, uh, doing this. Uh, you know, it, it it just, you know, my daily routine. I go through. I got. I got to work. I got. You know. Uh, all this other stuff that's going on to make a paycheck and just Feed to make kids. things happen. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I was, uh, <laughs> I was digging like the freaking Panama Canal in my front yard trying to find a, uh, <laughs> what? Find a broken sprinkler pipe. Oh, no. Oh, brutal. you know, I was digging, digging, digging. Luckily, had, uh, uh, some uh, Firestone Walker Union Jack. Oh, that'll work me through it. Unfortunately, that's like like seven and a half percent alcohol. <laughs> it's real tasty. But me and my my neighbor were digging digging through and uh, and uh, digging it up and repairing the pipe. But oh, yeah, did you find it finally? Found it. You know, I spent my entire weekend digging a hole, digging a hole and filling it back in. Wow, <laughs> it was brutal. See how important beer is for you, though. I mean, oh yeah, it, it made it worth it. Sucked. You know, sitting and like talking about the beer and enjoying it, and uh, but you know, uh, yeah, it's just it's just just brutal dealing with the daily stuff. But coming here, doing this show, nice. seeing you, your smiling no, face, smiling. it makes makes me feel good. I brushed my teeth before I came <laughs> too. So, <laughs> oh, you know, and uh, speaking of work. I was at uh, down at work uh, on Thursday for uh, uh, some meetings, and we were going to have like a, a little party for people who worked on the projects that I work on. Then, and nice. we were supposed to go to some sushi place, and then somebody said, "Well, you know, you like beer. Is there like a place around that serves you know beer?" Yeah. And you know, I'm like, "Hey, you know, two one eight, yeah." Let's go there. Second Street, right down here, you know, close to work. Oh, yeah. And they're like, uh, okay, if you want to go there. Have you been there before? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah once or twice. <laughs> like every show, 218. Yeah, so I, so I got all the, all the people from work to come down there. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we just sat upstairs and uh, like, oh, you know, what's good? I'm like, oh, you know, try whatever. And they had uh, a beer I haven't tried before, which is their Red Ale. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the name of it now. Is it the one that they serve on nitrogen? 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it was really good. Oh, <laughs> All I know is like, oh, I'll try the red ale. Yeah. And I drank a minimum of three, probably four pints of that. Wow. And I wanted to have other stuff because, yeah. you know, they got a lot of other really good beers. Sure. <laughs> I ended up like drinking three or four of these things with people from work, and they're looking at me like I'm a freaking like, maniac. What's wrong with you? You know, they're drinking like <laughs> one, maybe two. Yeah, I'm drinking four. Yeah, and they were so good, so drinkable, so smooth, so well balanced. Right, you know, perfect hop and malt, yep. and oh, clean. I just loved it. Yeah, clean mm-hmm. and you know nothing funky or wild. It was just really good beer. Right, you know that you could drink. I, Four pints of. I, I could have sat there all night. I could have had ten. You know? Yeah, I could have just sat there and had pint after pint, and I felt wonderful afterwards. Here's the other thing: is their fermentation is so so well controlled, so perfect. You know, a lot of times you go a place and you'll have uh, a couple of pints or something. And there's some fusel alcohols in sure. there. You know, they're, they're, they're not they're controlled. Like, yeah, they're not controlling their temperature. Yeah. Gives you a raging headache. Yep. I had four pints of this. And you're fine. I felt fine. Nice. No headache, no hangover. Just felt wonderful. You felt good. Oh, and it was, it, it just relaxed me. It went really well with the meal I had. I had, and the food there at the 21A is, is excellent. I had the, this, I can't remember the name of that. I'm, you know how horrible yeah. I am with names. It's okay. But <laughs> only this, this chicken wrapped with prosciutto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, it was. That was Delicious. great, too. Service good. And- I'm just like, oh, yeah, service was excellent. Nice. Yeah, beer was excellent. The food was excellent. Uh, and it made up for being with people from work, which, yeah, you know, they're nice people, but, again, <laughs> yeah, it's people work. from work, you know. <laughs> but outside of work, be? it's okay. Yeah. No, no, no they're, they're actually, uh, the people I was with are probably some of the best people I, I work with. Awesome. So, it, you know, that helped, but... Uh, Gosh, you know, uh, life couldn't get better than that. I think uh, I think that might have been another fifty point beer experience. Wow, yeah. that's a huge compliment. Is that good? Is that good? Well, for you to drink four beers, period. Right, and that's a big comp- you know, for compliment. For the same beers, for too. the same beers, yeah. That was, yeah. I think that's another fifty point beer yeah. experience. And again, it's you know, there's there's a lot of little your mood can variables, okay. mood, yeah, and, you know, environment, and the people you're with, and everything else. Sure, but uh, that was really good. Wow. That was really, really good. Good way to end um, your week. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, you know, and I say this every time. I go to the two one A, and uh, you know, I expect it to be good. Yeah. But and was... you know, I, I I don't think I'm going to be thrilled or anything. And then I I have the beer, or have the food. And I'm like, <laughs> you're so good. <laughs> I'm surprised every Pretty time tough. I go down. I expect really good stuff. Wow. And I'm surprised every time. It's just like. I, I don't understand how that works. Sure. Well, that's like the the great thing about a great restaurant is like if they can keep you coming back, they're doing their job, you know. Right, right, like, exactly. You know, over and over. Yeah. That's really hard to do. Well, and beer-wise, too. Yeah. It's like, you know, like that. Especially uh, with their palate, I mean. Well, in a lot of places you go, mm-hmm. I'm sure you feel this way. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, you know, this, this beer here is decent. I'll have that. You know, yeah. that beer here is decent. I'll have that. Yeah, or, like a go-to. Oh, you know, this is okay. You know, but nothing that really just like, oh, I need to drink a whole bunch of that because yeah, I'm not sure. going to be back around here that soon, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was just fantastic. Awesome. 2-1-A, yeah, 21st Amendment in San Francisco. It's on 3rd Street. 2nd Street. 2nd Street, yeah. Three blocks from the Near park. Brandon. Yeah, near yeah. the AT&T Park. But you could take a Muni right down there. Just walk two blocks up and you're there and 
Yeah, know, no yeah, drinking yeah. and driving. You're well, set. Yeah, when I leave work in San Francisco, I go right by there. Okay, and uh, you know I, I'm not there that often, but uh, it was just wonderful. Wow! And again, you know, just it's like a liquid orgasm for you. Yeah, I'm just surprised <laughs> nice. every time that it's <laughs> that good. You know, it's like consistently. Yeah, consistently surprises. Too. Sure. And uh, you know, now I'm hungry and thirsty. We got two hours of show to do. <laughs> be a tough Great. one buddy yeah, uh-huh. yeah. there you go there all you right go. so uh i'll tell you uh you know another thing that's consistently good our sponsor northern brewer oh for sure consistently surprises with excellent service excellent prices excellent selection you know if you're going to be buying stuff uh northern brewer they they sponsor the show and and do a great job quite knowledgeable yeah you know. and uh another thing you might want to consider aha membership you should not consider. You should do. And you can't. That's, you can't pass you're right. up. You're right. You can't pass you're up. You're absolutely right. Uh, go to the Brewing Network store, uh, thebrewingnetwork.com. Free shipping store. Free shipping. Get yourself an AHA membership, and I want you to go and get an AHA membership. If you don't have an AHA membership, I don't like you. <laughs> don't want to answer your questions. Don't even listen. You're dead to me. <laughs> you're dead. It's all over. My heart is broken. I, I get zero when you buy an AHA membership. Yeah. I still want you to do it. The people at the AHA are great. Uh, you, if you buy a membership, it helps support the Brewing Network, helps keep this show going. Help keeps us brewing. And it's going to make you a better brewer. Oh, yeah. I, trust me. If you buy an AHA membership, and at the end of a year, you are not a, br- a better, you got to read the magazine, and you got to you know participate in the uh, forum and all that stuff. Sure. If you're not a better brewer, then I don't know what to do to help you. Yeah. <laughs> I could yak in this macro- microphone for 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 years, and you're not going to be a better brewer if that doesn't help. You. Yeah. So so go to the store, get yourself an AHA membership. It's cheap. You get a Zymergy magazine. You get AHA Tech Talk. Pub discounts. Pub discounts that'll pay for your membership in a lot of states, sure. not all states, but uh, where I live, it pays for mine. And you know, over and over, the kids love uh, BJ's Brewery. It's not a free beer, actually. You yeah. if you drink a lot, you know? Yeah, they give me 10% on all food. Whoa. And so I save, like, you know... Uh, Free tax. Five bucks every time I go, and, hmm. uh, you know, the kids want to go there, the wife wants to go there. We go there, you know, 10 times a year, 50 bucks right there. There you go. Yep. And we go at least once a month. Nice. So maybe that's six, 60 bucks. Yeah, it's worth it. Shit. Yeah. And it's a membership's like 38 bucks. And that's quality bucks. family time, too. Yep, I mean, yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. I'm sure your, your girls are proud of you, you know, and it's like, hey, my dad knows all this stuff, you know? Ah, they say that stuff. <laughs> my kids are nice. They're probably just saying that to be nice to me. <laughs> yeah. If I tell my dad this, will he give me this for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tonight we're talking about Irish red ale. Yes, we are. And is there any of Doc's left by chance? It's all gone. Darn it. Chad had God, really I was good. dreaming about that on the way over here. Chad had an awesome one. Just like uh, Smithwick's, ah. a little more malty. Mm. Fl- uh, f- a fantastic example. That that was in the the uh, yeah, I'd say it was in the mid forties. Wow, that's maybe, maybe like forty four. I think if I was in competition, I would I would probably honestly forty three, forty four. Nice, just excellent. It was flawless. Wow. Yeah. Well, you I know, think- they, you know. Maybe it was a little too malty. Maybe that would be my flaw. You never know that could be like a benefit. Yeah. It depends who's judging, I guess. But, you know, 
didn't do well in the first round of the competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you who, d- who did take first in the uh, first round of the Nationals in, with an Irish red? Me. What? And you know what beer that was? No. It was not the beer we're going to tell you to brew tonight. <laughs> what, was it, uh, it was an Irish red, though. Uh, well. It's what judges would anticipate as an Irish red. Oh, interesting. Which is wrong. Yeah. Which they, is wrong. they just didn't know what they were doing. Wow. Well, and, you're you honest, know, you know, I got first and it didn't deserve it. You know, it didn't deserve it. I'm just so disappointed. <laughs> you feel better that you got off your chest now? Yeah, well, it, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I got something going to the second round. All Woo-hoo! right. But it, it, totally wrong. Because, uh, you know, I sit down before I enter the uh, the Nationals and I take all my examples of a certain style. So I'll have like uh, three or four Irish Reds, and I'll try them side by side, and I'll say, well, this one's the one that is really the best example of the style that I could possibly find. This one should be the winner right? in the first round. This this should win. Okay. And in the past, I've done that with Irish Red. Sure. You know, most styles, it works out for me. In Irish Red, never worked out. <laughs> I always could never place. Right. And I'm thinking, never in the you know, first what's, what's, what's going on? What's yeah. wrong? Right. And, uh, uh, you know, looking at the style guides and looking at the score sheets that come back, I'm thinking, well, people are looking more for maybe a Scottish 80 than they're looking right. for it's a lower an gravity. Irish red. Well, they're looking for something that has some caramel character to uh, okay. it. okay. Because uh, the Irish red style guidelines talk about caramel sure. way too much. Oh, a lot. This is one thing that it's I like, think it's it's, a, it's excessive compared to the, the styles. Sure. And I think, you know, if you have the commercial examples and you read this, it makes sense. If you don't have the commercial examples, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they don't have the commercial examples and they read this, it uh, they they focus way too much on caramel. Okay. So what I did was enter a beer that had a lot of caramel character to it. Wow. And that did it. And it got first place. Interesting. And it really wasn't the best example that was out there. Because I've had Chad's and that was the best example. Wow. Well, that's quite a compliment, yeah. So, did so, you have multiple Irish Reds though of your own to compare to the three commercial examples you had? Oh no, I, you I just had I, one. I, I had like three or four of, of your my own. own. Of your own, oh, okay, I thought right. commercial. And I've so. I've tried the commercial okay. examples, and uh, I, but I've had my own, and yeah. I was comparing my own to pick the best. Wow. one. Wow. Okay. Right. And you took the caramel one. And, and it was kind of like, well, this is what they're looking for, but it's really not the best example. I was really pissed off that I got first place because <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, this is really wrong. Yeah, yeah. This is not what it should be. They were okay. mistaken. And, you know, for second round, I'm thinking, well, maybe I should enter the one that is actually a good example versus this crappy example. Well, now will you enter that one second round? The one that you think is actually a better well, to stop? Well, I can't decide. Oh. I don't know. Well, why don't you give me the six-pack? And yeah. I'll drink some of it, right. and then I'll get back to you on it. You're let me know which one I yeah. should enter? Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't know if the judges in Cincinnati will be yeah, what these, you know, as pathetic on this style as the guys we had here on this style. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you, you guys blew it. <laughs> you know, that's, that's just an honest opinion. Nice. And yeah. you know, I got first place, but I'm really not that happy about it. Why don't you give us a, a real quick rundown on uh, quick okay. on what the style does? All right. Well, an Irish red has a very minimal hop aroma, uh, hints of caramel, mm-hmm. keyword caramel, mm-hmm. and sometimes small traces of toastiness or uh, mm-hmm. butter coming through in the nose. Uh, visually, it has a deep red copper color, very clear, and off white tan uh, head retention. 
Uh, flavor-wise, it's some caramel malt flavor with a toasty toffee quality, light quality coming through. That's a lot of quality. Uh, finishes with a roasted grain flavor on the palate. Minimal hop flavor, medium dry uh, finish is very important. Uh, you don't want it cloyingly sweet, but I don't know if yours was because it was caramelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have a clean, smooth, malty finish. Some lager-like qualities are apparent. Uh, overall, it's a very approachable dark ale mm-hmm. uh, with an emphasis on maltiness. And you get an em- initial sweetness up front, complemented by like a nice roasty dry finish. Mm-hmm. So, well, and and I I think uh, one of the things you're saying, uh, you know, the cloying, the sweet, the sweetness. Uh, a lot of times, when you have a sweet beer, something that's under attenuated, mm-hmm. people associate, you know, judges will associate that with car- caramel. Sure. They, okay. They they think caramel sweet, sweet, sweet caramel. Right. And it's not true. You could actually dissociate the flavor of caramel. With the sweetness, <laughs> I know it's difficult to do, but there is there's okay. caramel flavor and there's caramel sweetness, just like there's maltiness and malty. Is that, you know, that malty sweetness wow. and and malty flavor? Wow, I have a lot of questions regarding that. Right? Yeah. So sure. So, but I I think that's you know a, a really uh, an interesting you know uh, you know. Uh, I mean, you really have to there. have a trained palate to really decipher between those. I think. Right. And but, you have to drink beer to know that. Though. But you know what I'm saying. Sure, I do. I know you know what I'm yeah. saying. But that, the, that, that, that when you have caramel, if you were to have like a, a piece of caramel from C's Candy, mm-hmm. you know, it's sweet. But what are all the other flavors that are in caramel? Right? Uh, yeah, there's a butteriness. There's, right, right, yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, kind of a toasty and a, you know, there's a, a roasty kind of and cocoa maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff in there. Uh huh. If you if you were to separate out the sweetness, that's caramel flavor versus okay. caramel sweetness. You know, sweetness I think sweet is a, a base flavor, right? And then you know it applies to so many other things: malty sweetness, caramel sweetness, which is kind of a malty sweetness. Mm-hmm. You know, all these other sweetnesses. You know, there's just one sweet, <laughs> and everything that applies on top of it that you might associate to caramel or whatever. Those are the flavors. Right, and there's a sweetness that goes uh, along with it, but but people just in their minds they link one the to the other, right? And they 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 can't dissociate them, right? And uh, I think in the the Irish ales, you want that caramel flavor, but not that sweetness. You you have initial sweetness, but it needs to finish dry. Right, Chad's finished dry. Right, but and, I, uh, on the palate though, up front is probably very malty and sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you're absolutely right, huh. and 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 that 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 flavor comes through. It's bold, but then it finishes dry, and makes you want to take another sip. It's it's a, you know an easy quaffing, uh, you know pint after pint type of beer. Yeah, it's smooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we'll take a break. When we come back uh, after this, we will get into the recipe for a good Irish red ale. <laughs> oh, crap! It's the hop shortage! No, not the organic, rearranged, oyster Russian imperial coffee stout! It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage! Damn it to hell! Oi! F*** away off your wee f***ing hop shortage, f***. Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling, and you can't brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, you great f***ing ass! 
Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP-001. Cal Ale, baby! 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP-810. It's gonna be WLP-400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as seven cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. You're listening to The Brewing Network. We're talking Irish red ale, and we're drinking beer. Yeah, we're having a bunch. Of, well, we were just talking about Saison Dupont, and uh, how if you were to enter that in competition, you probably wouldn't place because it's like a just a flaw. Yeah, Mike uh, McDowell's here with us. He brought us a flawless example of Saison, uh, and it's in really good shape. It's you know that's that's what a Saison should be, and and uh, you know a lot of people would probably you know bitch and whine that it was too dry or this or that. Who knows? And Here's you know, but uh, here's the thing. Oh, let it out. <laughs> I like this. You're on a roll. Here's the thing: is uh, you know, people whine and complain about the the competition and judging, and it's like, oh, you know, they got it wrong. They got it wrong. It's it's like uh, you know, driving on the freeway. I was thinking about this driving down here. Good. Okay. You know, there's a thousand good drivers around you. They're not. 
weaving in and out and cutting you off and, uh, you know, acting like maniacs. They're driving. They're very controlled. They're, you know, in their lanes. They're not talking on the phones. But the two or three idiots in the crowd, you're just like, oh, traffic is horrible. People don't know how to drive. Yep. Right? Yeah. Same thing in judging and competitions, right? Sure. Get that there's, one on the table. There's, yeah, there's a thousand great judges, and then there's two or three idiots out there, <laughs> and you get one of these score sheets, and you're like, "What? You know, moron! You don't know anything about what you're talking about. You know, you don't know the style. You've never had a commercial example. You, you know, all you've had is homebrew, and yeah. you think you know everything about the style based yeah. on, you know, the homebrew examples that you've had from somebody who who's never, you know, tasted a commercial example either and got a, a recipe off the internet. Yeah, <laughs> and this is how you know everything about this beer. Please, you yeah. don't. You know, it's. it's just frustrating. Somebody I, punched Jamil's button. Well, I think, you know, there are very few people who have actually tasted all the commercial examples, good, you know, versions of the commercial examples, and actually understand the style and understand what makes a good beer and all that. And there's plenty of people who don't. But I'll tell you, you know, one of the things I'm very happy about in this uh, first round of the NHC West. What's that? Was that you placed first with your Doppelbach, which is, I tell you, an excellent example of what a, a a great Doppelbach is. Nice. You know, again, a lot of judges are like, well, you know, it's hot alcohol, it's excessive, you know, melanoidins. I think that, you know, my, my Doppelbach, which mm-hmm. uh, was scored at like a 49-pointer, uh, wow. you know, over the past uh, year or two. Yeah, last year. I think, I, think, I think yours is a better example than mine. Mm-hmm. I think yours, I think mine is, you know, more intense. How and old I don't is it? think... Uh, uh, six years, well, maybe <laughs> or it's past four years. Uh, even in its prime, I think okay. yours is a better example. I think mm-hmm. yours is, you know, a little more restrained. I think yours is right in the example of you know the the ultimate drinkable. It's supposed to be drinkable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you should be able to drink a Doppelbach by the liter. Yeah. Exactly. And and, and yours, you can't. Mine, yeah. you can't. Right. And I think you you made just a, a flawless example. Awesome. I think that again, that is uh, well, that beer got better with age. I mean, last right. year didn't and it was still young. Well, and you gave me you gave me an older one that was a little off, and then you gave me just <clears throat> recently the one that you entered in the NHC, right? And that was that was fantastic, right? And I think the judges got it right this time. I'm glad. That, yeah, I'm I think for that you know beer. the the best beer won on that sure. one because well, I've tasted that beer, and that was I can't imagine that that there was a better beer than that. Well, the old one that I originally had made, I had screwed around with too much, and I tried adding, like, simple sugar to it mm-hmm. to dry it out, because I thought, oh, it's stuck at 1023. Mm-hmm. It needs to be lower. Mm-hmm. And it just ruined the beer. It was too hot on alcohol. Mm-hmm. It had it had no malt character, no malt backbone like a double mm-hmm. box should. Mm-hmm. And then I rebrewed it a year later, and I just didn't screw with it. I left it at 1023. Mm-hmm. I conditioned it in the primary, uh, let's see, eight weeks. I let it lager two weeks in the keg before I ever bottled it. Mm-hmm. I just let her sit for a year, mm-hmm. and that beer just really just was perfect. I thought. Um, so, would you say your your success on that was just really just you know truing, tr- uh, getting the yeast in good condition? Yeah, I did a one week, you and know, then, two and bumps. Then. I bumped it up twice over a week, and then trusting the yeast to do what they do and not yeah. screw with it, and just, just let it have some time. Yeah, and just love it and care, take it, yeah. and let the yeast do its work, and you know, be clean and. Keep it simple, brew a simple recipe, and 
hit your, hit your, hit your mash temps. And, See, and I, I think that here's the know. thing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, an excellent brewer like John here can, uh, you know, you start knowing too much and you start screwing with stuff, trying to adjust sure. this way or the, the other. And you, you know, sometimes you need to take a keep step back and just go keep it simple. Yeah. You know, let it ferment out, let it happen. And, you know, see what it, it turns out over time and, yeah. you know, have some patience. Yeah, that's and very I th- important. I think that's how John made a, just a, a spectacular Doppelbach. Yeah, that beer, I enjoyed so much that I almost didn't want to even enter it because right. I was like, well, I only have like eight bottles left. Yeah, that you was know. really good, too. Yeah. And Doppelbachs take time. Yeah, they do. Again, you know, ultimate patience beer. Well, I'll yeah. save the last beer we have for yeah. our last show. This year, Ooh, okay. And I also have your bourbon aged beer from Nationals three oh, years yeah? ago. Yeah, I, I some, still have some of that too. Yeah, we're gonna just get okay. toasty on here. Well, and uh, and uh, I'll 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 make this uh, this uh, proclamation right here. Uh-huh. Okay, if in the second round that beer that that Doppelbach doesn't doesn't place for a second or third, and I, I could accept a third. I could accept a third. I sure. could accept. I'd a be third happy to place. Yeah, but if it doesn't place. They got it wrong in the second round. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. Here, here we're projecting the future. You balloon heads, you got it wrong if you didn't, <laughs> didn't pick this yeah. as one of the winners. Because that is, that is a fantastic beer. You did a, a spe- spectacular job. It shows your your uh, your abilities when, uh, uh, you know, on that beer. Well, I would say that what I've learned recently, um, no matter what the judges say, and if you truly believe in a beer is good, Mm-hmm. And you've worked on that recipe for years. Mm-hmm. Don't throw it out. Right. Just keep that and keep brewing it. Well, and uh, you know, and if you love your beer, just, that's all that matters. You know, and and you keep know. keep entering it. Exactly. You know, don't. Yeah. You know, if you get a set of score sheets, that means nothing. Yeah. It's it, once you a lot have of luck. ten sets of score sheets, then talk to me. Then then you have some information about sure. you know about a beer. Mm-hmm. You know, one set of score sheets doesn't mean anything. Sure, ten sets of score sheets. Yeah, okay. You get an then, average. Then you can have a trend, and sure. then you know you can throw out the the high and the low, and then you can start talking. Uh, you know that that becomes uh, you know reasonable. Yeah. All right. So so all you guys who entered the NHC, or you know maybe you missed out and enter, entering the NHC. I don't know. Here's here's a good opportunity for you. And I, I keep talking about how you need to put your beers in a competition. And not because that really justifies whether you're making good beer or not, but it really gives you some objective uh, information on whether you, you know, what your beer's turning out to be. Mm-hmm. And you need to enter some competitions. Here's a really good one coming up is the uh, 21st Annual Southern California Regional Homebrew Championship. It's uh, The deadline for it is June 14th, 2008. Cost per entry, five bucks. Whoa. Which is, you That's know, like half it's pretty cheap it's nowadays. So cheap, yeah. I don't think you're going to, you know, most of them are like six, seven, eight, eight dollars and the Nationals yeah. are nine. Uh, coming up soon, you should enter. All right, you got any beer laying around, put it in bottles, send it down to this thing. Yeah. Uh, more beer here in uh, Northern California is a drop-off site. You can go to hopheads.com, uh, and I think there will be a, a link off the uh, Brewing Network site even uh, where you can go and uh, download the forms and uh, and get into that. Send your beer out. It, it it doesn't matter if you think it's great, you think it's, oh, nobody's going to like my beer, or You're if you think, hey, well, all my neighbors tell me my beer is great, so I don't need to enter. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. All right. He's like, your beer. <laughs> you know, find beer. out some <laughs> something from somebody who doesn't know it's you. Right. Enter them in. 
you know, you know, like John, you know, you know, have some stones and uh, you know, enter these in and and see what the response is, and you will learn. You know, I I think you know, John, when you started out, I remember years ago. I mean, you you started out, you know, wet behind the ears, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and you, you know, you were very bold, and yeah. you went for it, and you've learned from that, haven't oh, yeah. you? And your beers are fantastic, and they're always improving still. Yeah, you know, it was exactly, yeah. and and I think uh, you know, whether you place or not, you will you will get some some useful information back, <clears throat> and. Uh, yeah, sometimes the judges get it wrong, sometimes they get it right, but you need to enter. Well, so, I, uh, I definitely think you could probably brew an Irish red ale right now and enter it in and see what happens. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, why not? Uh, you know, that. Are there going to be any of your uh, Quaff brothers down there judging at all? Or? Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, a lot of them do travel up and uh, and, and help nice. out with that. They try and help uh, with as, as many. Uh, events as they can well that's even more i guarantee you uh, some of them will be there at the uh, 21st annual perfect yeah. yep yeah so hopheads.com uh give it a shot five bucks an entry and you will get uh excellent feedback they they do a good job on the, sh- the sheets the organizers there are, are very much on top of it so uh well worth your well worth your time your beer your money nice all right all right <clears throat> irish red tell us about this wonderful <laughs> Sexy. See when when, Dark we, when we have been together in a while. You just there's so much I need to we, vent. To we just you. need to hang out more. Is what it comes down to. I know. Yeah. We do outside of you know. we do. You and your fine lady. Me and my fine lady. Yeah. Hang out together. We'll go to DJ's Bistro. You know, drink Pilsner Kell on draft and get sloppy and eat Bavarian chicken. <laughs> eat, uh, Does versus that sound eating good? Sloppy chicken. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> True. <that>. All right. <laughs> Irish Red Ale. Original gravity, let's say 1054. You're going to uh, have about 25 IBUs and a 17 SRR, SRM for color. That's about a, a 5.2% alcohol by volume. If you're an extract brewer, start with uh, English Pale Ale, liquid malt extract. Uh, and again, all right, here's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, English. I'm, I'm going to here's, it, here's go, the thing. Thing us into an hour and a half long show. Uh, English yeah. pale ale. All right. Well, if you're looking for English pale ale out there, if you see some of this as British pale ale or Maris Otter, generally, if they've gone to the trouble of using Maris, Maris Otter as their base grain, they're going to kiln it in the style of an English pale ale or British pale ale. Right. Okay. Uh, malt. Right. Uh, because it's too expensive to to do anything else with. Sure. Right, so English pale ale or British pale ale is really a way of kilning the malt. It's kilned a little darker, you know, different temperature regimen, and it develops those biscuity flavors that John and I like mm-hmm. so much. Right, mm-hmm. you know, very common for an English English type of beer, and definitely probably right. very important for the style. Right, and you yeah. could use just about any malt cultivar. Mm-hmm. To make an English pale ale malt, some of them tend to develop uh, certain richer flavors. They they believe you know, and I kind of go along with that. Marisotter being one of the cultivars that that is uh, uh, typically used for that. Right. There's a Halcyon, and uh, you know, there's just tons of them, and it, they could use any of those to make a English pale ale malt. So if you're you're going to try and buy something like this. If it says Maris Otter, go ahead and assume it's a an English Paleo malt. 
you probably won't find anything labeled as English Pale Ale Malt. I think more beer labeled theirs, their extract is that, but they yes. stopped selling it. I think Williams Brewing selling one. Northern Brewer, I think, sells one. Uh, you know, there's the, the it exists out there. Yeah. Uh, I think John Bull and and uh, uh, Coopers, yeah, no. Coopers. Uh, what's no. the other one? Uh, <laughs> Ah, uh, the yeah, and there's that. the other one uh, that uh, the, the other in the cans. They they actually make an, an English pale ale as okay. well. So you know Definitely you can uses. find it. It's it's very common. It's not that hard to find. And and if somebody's selling an English malt extract and a Maris Otter malt extract, yeah. it's probably the same thing. Go for it. Right. It, it. It'll be fine. All right. So if you're saying English, I'm sorry. Uh, just so many things. Come in yeah. on email every day. Yeah, and I'm just, you know. <laughs> hey, let's just do a two-hour I'm show. becoming the Howard Hughes of, yeah. of, of brewing okay. brewcasting here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yes. I've got malt cans on my feet. <laughs> uh, English Pale Liquid Malt Extract. 8.1 pounds or 3.7 kilograms of the liquid malt extract. If you're going to all-grain brew, you're going to instead use uh, a British pale ale malt, okay? Crisp Maris Otter, uh, Hugh Baird, uh, English pale, uh, you know, all there's uh, all sorts of different English uh, pale ale malts out there. Is RAR English pale? RAR? RAR? No, this is normal no, no, material. No, okay. No. But, uh, um, you know, you you can easily find these things out mm-hmm. there. I mean, you know, these are not difficult to get, and I get emails from people saying it's difficult to get. Uh, you're going to use 11 and a quarter pounds or 5.1 kilograms of a British pale ale malt. And again, that's the kilning of the malt. Mm-hmm. You could take a, an American domestic two-row and kiln it as a, a uh, an English pale ale malt. And it turned out just fine. Okay. Right? So a domestic, you know, whatever grain they're growing here, uh, that's fine. Sure. You know, as long as it's kiln that way, that's what develops the biscuity, right. uh, malty flavors. Okay. And uh, you would mash at 153 degrees Fahrenheit or 67 degrees C. Your other grains uh, that you would include in that, uh, Crystal 40, you can use 6 ounces or 170 grams. Crystal 120, the same amount, 6 ounces or 170 grams. And roasted barley. At 300 love a bond, uh, six ounces or 170 grams. Hmm. That's your malt bill, right okay. there. It's pretty and straightforward. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Uh, you know that's going to give you an, you know, a, 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 a bold malty and a roasty dryness right. in the finish. Uh, you know, Chad brewed this recipe. <sighs> Turned out fantastic. Yeah. You know, I I think that was. Did you brew uh, it straight up? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and it, it turned out excellent. It it. It needs a little time to age and and kind of settle out and some of the stuff to drop. When it was when it's first brewed, very good. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was maybe two weeks or four weeks later, three weeks later. Chad saying got better. It was excellent, mellowed out. Really, that should have won. That that was a far better beer than I had that took first place. Yeah. So the judges are wrong. The judges are wrong sometimes. It's kind of a you know, there's a little bit of hit and miss. Yeah. But if you save it for next year, probably enter. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Around here, they're not going to save it. This is the, this is the <laughs> battle true. that Chad has. Yeah, consumption. beer is so good. <laughs> Everybody's drinking it. He's never going to be able to hold on to it until no. later. Yeah, right. He's a frat house. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but that was that was far better than... Now, I have one that I think could challenge you head-to-head on the Irish Reds. I got one that I think is 
you know, dead nuts on. But, uh, you know, we'd have to see in a competition. Well, the thing that's what's so great about your book, too, is it's such a valuable resource. And well, a, lot of, a lot of brewers lately I've found since the books came out, they're, they actually will come into the shop and just have it bookmarked. I want to brew this. Mm-hmm. We get the ingredients together. Cool. And what a great starting point for a new brewer, you know. Well, and here's the thing. I was telling Chad earlier, I am so relieved and so so thrilled to find somebody. Chad's been brewing a bunch of the recipes out of the book. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you. He's brewing some of them better than I brew them. He's mini Jamil. Well, thank where you. It's, it's just just fantastic. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, what a relief because I was worried that, you know, I was the only one that could brew those recipes that would actually turn out good. But when someone He's else brewing them, and they turn out better than what I brew them. I'm like, Jamil. okay, cool. I didn't screw anybody up by, uh, you know, putting these recipes out there. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you can brew these and brew them better than I do. And, uh, you know, they're just fantastic beers. Chad's like kicking We're all ass. enjoying them, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. you know, I think the recipes are awesome, and my fermentation is just kicking ass. So it's yeah. like the Fermentation is yeah. so much of it. Yeah. yeah. But the recipes are awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. every time I come here, Chad, your beers are just like a little bit better, a little bit better, a little better. It's like it's nine-day difference each month. So Definitely. Good work. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm getting that feedback from these comps. Oh, man. It's yeah. on. Yeah, he'll get the bug and... Five years from now, you'll probably be two years from now, and then cost your homebrew of the year. Kicking my yeah. ass like everybody else. <laughs> McDole's right. got him under the wing. He's recruiting. Yeah. He's conditioning already. I tell you. Yeah. All right. You know, I'm <laughs> not giving up. I'm going full strength here, and you guys need to come up and, you know, put the bullet in the back of my head. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it goes. Well, if it yeah. comes down to that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take me out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to give up willingly. We'll just, you need to take me out. And when you do. Yeah. You know, like John took me out in the in the bot category. He took me out, man. He brewed he brewed a better beer than I could brew and he's took me out. You know, he's headhunting. He's on you. Yeah, headhunter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he's he's gotten me before yeah. too. You know, it's it's nothing new to me. Just take a pint glass to your head. <laughs> <laughs> he takes me out with good beers. Yeah. There you go. And so, uh, you know, that's the you know that's what it is. And and you know, I don't brew. You know magical perfect beers I, I brew you know some good ones i brew some bad ones i brew you know whatever and you know when people step up and take me out you know you're brewing a <laughs> better beer than i'm brewing that's great beer yeah. i get to come here i'm like chad what you got on you know what yeah. you got on yeah. i'm in my glasses waving around i'm like hey you know this is great stuff it's better beer for all of us you know let's all keep Raise the bar. You know, yeah, yeah let's all bar, keep yeah. struggling and, uh, you know, making our beer better. Yeah. And uh, entering competitions is a great way to do that, I mm-hmm. think. You know, the NHC or, you know, this uh, this uh, Southern California Regional Homebrew Championship, mm-hmm. you know, hopheads.com going, you know. Yeah, Chad's going to enter. I think uh, Doc and uh, Justin are going to enter. Nice. And I tell you, if you, can beat, if you can beat those guys, you're doing something. Well, Justin Seriously. shouldn't be a problem, but. Well, he's got Doc to kind of carry yeah, him Doc along, should, you yeah. know. But if you can beat it's Doc, not my it's, beer, it's Doc's beer. But I swept the floor. Right. Hey, hey, if that, you, if you, you well, and he lists you in in his in his competition entries. He does. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if you can beat Doc and you beat Chad, you beat uh, McDowell or you know any any one of us, you're you're doing good. Yeah. You know, join in, do it. Let's let's see what happens. And we'll email you about what you did. Right. And if and if you if you if you somehow don't. You know, learn from the sheets you get back. You know, learn from all this. Let's let's all brew better beer. Mm-hmm. And if you're beating Jamil, just retire. It's over. <laughs> yeah, stop while you're ahead. You're there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll see that when it happens. <laughs> well, no, it's been good. Um, 
I know a lot of Doe's brothers uh, this year, we really beat each other up. And um, I think as a whole, that's awesome for a club, just to see people just, as a whole, in each category, they're making great beers. And these are anywhere from three to ten guys brewing the same styles. And when you multiply that by 23 categories. Doe's has put an impressive run together, really, you know. For the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're you're in a, you know, a toe-to-toe battle with, uh, you know, uh, the the St. Paul and with Quaff and, you know. It's tough, and you guys are really stepping up. Yeah, it's it's impressive to see. And and what does that do? Everyone Regardless of up. who who you know comes out on top, it really raises the level of everybody in homebrew and and, and and beer appreciation and craft brew. This helps the pro brewers too. Sure, I don't know if they really appreciate that, but well, you know uh, you know homebrewers spreading around the word of good beer. Yeah. To all the, their neighbors, you oh, know, yeah. people who are drinking Keystone Light. I got my Keystone Light drinking uh, neighbor, you know, going down to uh, Zach Brewing know, Company, Zach Brewing Company, uh, BJ's. You know, he's he's everywhere. Everywhere he finds craft brew, he's going in, and you know, he wants yeah. craft brew now. Yep. You know, he's you know, it's homebrewers that are driving a lot of the uh, you know craft brew sales. I I really believe it, and if if they don't, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, the customers are helping. You know, yeah, and they're yeah. going in there, and we're creating new customers. Exactly, we're raising the bar. We're you know raising the appreciation, and you know all of us brewing you know good beer. It, it makes the appreciation of craft beer that much stronger. And it's a win-win either way. I mean, you have okay. better beer. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. As long as I got good, <laughs> good beer, good beer drink, I'm happy. <laughs> I got, I got. I'm sitting here with John Plisse, uh Tasty McDowell, and. Uh, uh, and and McChat, Mc, uh, you know, uh, you know, the three excellent brewers, you know, producing uh, and, and, oh, and Justin, Justin, who knows a lot of great commercial brewers who will provide free beer for him yeah. to put his so, faucet handle on it. That yeah. was so awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here with these three great brewers. Oh fuck! Oh yeah, and Justin's over there. <laughs> <laughs> he knows a lot of great brewers. Hey, great can, researcher. Great have researcher. a lot of sympathy for him. That was awesome. <laughs> you're, good, you're a good man. All right, let me, let me finish up here. All right, All right hops. You, re- get, you know, uh, Kent Goldings, 5% alpha acid, 160-minute edition, one and a quarter ounces, uh, or 35 grams. Give me about 25 IBUs using the Rager formula. That's with pellets. Now, if you don't have Kent Goldings, which is kind of hard to come by now, you could use... Uh, also a Fuggle or a uh, Willamette or, you know, any generally, uh, you know, uh, hop around that, that would be just fine. Those are pretty tough to get right now, too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. W- what else could you go with? Glacier? Uh, yeah, or, you know, Glacier, you could go with a, uh, you could even go with something like a Magnum or Horizon, one of the high bittering hops. Uh, again, you know, hop flavor and, and character in the beer is really limited. You mm-hmm. really just want it to kind of lay down there. There is a real subtle background thing going on with the hops where you can just kind of taste some hop in the background. That's why I would go with the Ken Golding if you can get it or a Fuggler or Willamette. What about Challenger? But, uh, Challenger is good. Yeah, yeah good also. Uh, you know, it's some sort of English hop, but I wouldn't go with anything really citrusy or anything along those lines. Uh, you know, you could probably get along with the uh, Tetanang, Halitar, Liberty, uh, Glacier, you know, just about anything, though. But uh, just avoid the real citrusy uh, hops and you'll be fine. Okay, nice. 
yeast. I like uh, the White Labs uh, WLP004 Irish Ale or the Y-East 1084 Irish Ale. Those are really the uh, the top choices there, those those uh, liquid yeasts, uh, both very fine. Uh, Fermentus Safale USO5, if you have to use a dry yeast, you it's want to clean the yeast. Um, but really, the Irish Ale adds a certain character to it. Yeah. It's really appropriate. If you want to emulate something like Smithwick's like Chad did, uh, you're going to use that... Uh, uh, WLP004 or the YEs1084, the Irish Ale. It, it, there's a character there that's that's really important. It's it's not that obvious, mm-hmm. but when, if you taste them side by side, it's like oh, well yeah okay okay yeah <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you know there's there's it's just in night and day. Uh, if you have them separate, maybe you wouldn't think that. So uh, you're gonna want to ferment this at about 66 degrees Fahrenheit or 19 degrees uh, centigrade. And you're going to carbonate from two to two and a half volumes. So it's it's not that carbonated. You don't want it too overly carbonated. No, no, no. It's, it's uh, like an American ale or a little less. Okay. Uh, you know, some of them are a little more spritzy. Right. I, I tend to, to to lay down on the uh, a little less carbonation side. A hmm. uh, question for you though. You you were just stressing WPO four, mm-hmm. and I know you use O one a lot. Yes. And I've never actually heard you since we've done this show use an Irish ale strain, I don't believe. Um, yeah, Irish ale but and uh, dry dry stout. And do you find that that Irish strain complements your recipe? I mean, yes. yeast do something to the sugars right. those malts. So I'm, I'm just kind of trying to hit on no, that a little bit. No, no, I, I think you're right on the money. Okay. I, I think you could, you could brew it with either. And if you have them side by side... There's a certain uh, je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. That you would you would pick the one with the Irish ale yeast. Okay, that's uh, if you were if you were very familiar with the uh, commercial examples and you know the exemplars of the style. Right. Well, yeah. it's definitely a good beer. Then do like ten gallons of split the word two strains and yeah, see why yeah. you get to go with it. Yeah, right. And okay. you know because you know you bring up an excellent point because you and I have talked about in the past how. I will tend to make a run with a, 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 I'll start out with a couple of tubes of, uh, you know, WLP002. Right. And I'll go ahead and brew everything I possibly can that's English, you know, using the repitch from that. Right. And uh, ideally, you would use, you know, certain different strains for different beers. Uh, you know, and then I'll do a lot of uh, 001 or the YH1056, and I'll do uh, you know a whole run of those. And I'll do the Scottish ales. I'll start out with, and then I'll do all my American ales, and maybe I'll throw in some stouts too, right. and maybe I'll throw in an Irish ale as well. <laughs> and uh, you know, it makes it makes a big difference. And actually, um, you know, the Scottish ales are the one where. I would go with the uh, Cal Ale yeast, the O one or the ten fifty six before Over. before I'd go with anything labeled as Scottish. Oh, yeast. really? Yeah. Okay. It really does better, right? You yeah, know? you've always stressed that clean yeah. cleanliness. Yeah, it yeah. has to be you know super clean in those. Yeah. Okay. And where the Irish ales, um, you know, they say there's uh, you know people use lager yeast as well mm-hmm. uh, for that, and the lager yeast examples. It just don't taste right to me. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're not not so good. Maybe in a Baltic porter, but yeah, not yeah. an Irish red. Well, in Baltic the, porter is the, our next the next show yeah. coming up. Yeah, that is going to uh, air uh, May nineteenth, 
or if you are listening live, because we're here live in the studio, and uh, there's month. a whole chat room and all that, yeah. and there's uh, the phone lines, although we don't answer the phone lines because we don't want you disturbing us. Yeah, because there's <laughs> a flow. Yes. There's energy. Again. Yes. Uh, that's coming up next, and you'll, you'll hear that uh, right here. So you want to take a break? And yeah, we're going to take a, take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to answer questions from that live chat room. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> oh, crap. It's the hop shortage. He's in the basement. Oh, please. My triple decocted imperial pilsner. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Boss is lost. Hop shortage? Who are you guys? Ich bin Doppelbach. Ich bin Kölsch. Und ich bin Münchener Helles. We don't need a lot of hops to be delectable. Now brew something. Malzi. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint. Like the cool blonde Kölsch or the ponderously bottom-heavy Doppelbach. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. Mm-hmm. Now get brewing! Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Frecci and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher, longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Valley Brewing Company is Stockton's premier microbrewery and family restaurant in the heart of Stockton, California, just off the Miracle Mile. Brewmaster Steve Altamari crafts a full array of award-winning ales and specialty beers, from their Hitman Gold American Pale Ale to their Black Cat Stout, or any one of their monthly specialty brews, like Valley's Uber Hoppy Imperial IPA. And the best part is, you can now purchase kegs of Valley Brew to take with you from their all-new 30-barrel brewery, now open in Stockton. So pick up a keg and get a taste of one of California's oldest brewing traditions. To find out more about Valley Brewing's historic past, their selection of beers, or family-friendly restaurant, visit them online at valleybrew.com. Or stop by and sample the beer at 157 West Adams Street in Stockton, California, where pitchers are just $5 all day on Sundays. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's so easy. Just throw it together. Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Now, back to 
the Jamil Show. So good. I feel so good. I got you. Well, I'll tell you, you know, during the break, we're talking about the 2-1-A again. And, 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 and here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't get any freaking discounts either, man. You know, I go in, I pay retail. I pay goddamn retail on my pints of beer down there. <laughs> it's, you know, if Sully's there, certainly. He's, 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 you know, treats me, you know, like I'm his uh, get a redheaded septile. I don't know. <laughs> and he treats me like, you know, like a king. You know, he's very generous, very kind, you know. Uh, you know, Jesse the Brewer, you know, takes great care of me as well. You know, gives me you know, free beer. You know, these guys give me free food. But when they're not there... When they're not there, I'm paying retail, man. You got to throw it down. You got to say, uh, nah, "Do you know who I am? Do you know? Do you yeah. know who I am?" They'd be like, <laughs> "No, four twenty-five, please." Yeah. No. Well, first, you have to look like somebody. So. Right there, you go. Yeah. You need to put on more weight. Yeah. No, uh, no, but uh, it's well worth it. Mm. I tell you, I, I'm paying retail. I'm glad to pay retail. You know, keeps a good beer there. Yeah, as yeah. long as I'm getting it, <laughs> getting it. Excellent stuff. I, I I I get nothing from promoting this place. No. I you know I, I expect nothing. Just get. Good I'm beer. telling you, it's Food. it's one of the best places in San Francisco. Uh, Jamil, that red ale that you had there. What was the uh, carbonation level on that beer? Do you remember? It was the one that I had? Yeah, twenty one A. You said you had a red. Uh, you know that there. was not over. You know the, one of the things I love about the two one A. They don't overcarbonate that yeah, thing. Not at all. And again, this wasn't an Irish red. This is more like an American red. Mm. Well, uh, oh. You know, probably in the two and a quarter, you know, or so. They don't go overboard on the carbonation, which I like. Which is great, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's good for drinking. It was so well balanced. Yeah. Everything, I mean, it, it just came together. Mm. 50 point beer for me. I've had their Irish red, actually, and they actually served it with nitrogen. And it was mm-hmm. amazing. This this one was hoppy and okay. uh, you know had a nice malt background, mm-hmm. dry enough finish. They they also under, they understand a couple of things. One is uh, you know dry enough finish to keep it very drinkable. So right. you're like you have a drink. There's and no another. there's nothing cloying left over on your palate. So you you you're ready for your next sip. You know I could I could finish a, a pint in a minute easy. Really you know I wow. got I was like trying to slow myself down. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> And uh, you know the right amount of hoppiness, the uh, right bitter to multi balance, just uh, fantastic. That's really, really you know, uh, you know, great beer is about drinkability. Oh, for sure. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style, like the, the Union the, Jack. Huh. The, the 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 yeah, Union Jack, uh, Firestone Walker, or uh, you know the Saison Dupont that Mike poured. Um, you know the 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 ideal thing about it is all these styles when done right. When done by you know a brewer who really knows their 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 craft, it becomes extremely drinkable. It doesn't matter if it's a sour beer or high alcohol beer, low alcohol beer. It's just like you have a you have a drink and you say to yourself, "Wow, I need another." Right. And you, you know, you just keep drinking and keep drinking. You're just like, oh, you know, and you, maybe you pick up new nuances or you know, it just tends to feel quenching or you know just you know it's just an amazing thing Mm -hmm. and when when a beer isn't that way there's 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 something there's you know there's a flaw there you know that's stopping that and it may not be that obvious and uh but 
you know, something like that is just fantastic. Anyways, I'm I'm, I'm rambling away. But I had a couple couple more questions. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's dig into this. Well, you were uh, in the beginning of the show. You were talking about uh, how the style guideline really stresses caramel mm-hmm. and caramel flavors and mm-hmm. aromas mm-hmm. and stuff. And in your recipe, you had you listed that you use crystal forty and crystal one twenty. My question to you is one: Why the blend of the two crystals? Mm-hmm. And another question is: Why would you not use more of just one or less of another right. to um, get the same effect? Or is it not even possible? Either. Or would you use like crystal eighty? Right, right, or yeah, an eighty you or seventy-five. Instead of six ounces of crystal forty and yeah. six ounces of crystal one twenty, how about uh, twelve ounces of crystal eighty? Yeah, it's an excellent question. You know, they, they each each uh, love a bond of the crystal malts has a different flavor, right? So crystal forty is more kind of caramelly. Okay. Uh, crystal one twenty gets kind of into the raisin, slightly roasty type of uh, notes. Okay. Uh, crystal eighty is more along the raisin line, and one twenty is raisin plus roasty plus fig. Right. And uh, they all have different flavors. So what you're trying to do is um, uh, provide different flavor. Uh, aspects across that and the 40 gives you some of the caramel which you'd kind of lose the caramel if you went just 80 Mm -hmm. Uh, 120 gives you a little bit of a roasty kind of dry caramel fig you know dried fruit that you'd lose if you went to the 80 okay and so it's kind of uh you know we're we're trying to hit those those two things the caramel and kind of the roasty dry uh, fruit notes. Okay. Now, does that crystal one twenty with those roasted note qualities complement? You know that two ounces of roasted barley. You use? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm with six ounces. Six of ounces of roasted barley. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So right. Well, and now it, it why six ounces along. and not four or twelve? Uh, I mean, how know, do you how do you approach? A lot of experimentation. Yeah. You know, and I I'm not sure if I started with six ounces or I'd have to look back over the logs. And, you know, I I may have even started with two. Wow. And then, you know, Much it really that. wasn't given the effect. And, you know, I probably I probably started, you know, the way I am, I, pr- I probably started a little low and I probably went up. And I, I finally got to, you know, six ounces being about right. Okay. And again, that gives a kind of a uh, roasted dryness. Which is crucial. To the beer. Yeah, right. yeah. You have to have that dry finish. So it needs to attenuate well. Right. And then uh, you need kind of a, a little roastiness to kind of finish that out. And that and, will, uh, will complement that. Caramel flavors that you're getting too, right? Right. Because you right. get that caramel up front. Uh-huh. The roastiness will complement right. as it finishes. And I think you could drop all of these down to maybe four ounces each. So uh-huh. four ounces of the forty, four ounces of the one twenty, and four ounces of the the uh, roast barley. Uh, you know, Chad's example. You know, it was a little intense. You know, just a tiny bit. But I think that that helps it stand out a little bit. It was excellent. So extremely edge, yeah. d- drinkable, right? Sure. If you want to be closer to Smithwick's, I think you go four 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 instead okay. of six six six. Okay. But I like the sign of the devil, so you know that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you doing a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a little deal with the. That's your other show. Yeah. Good old Lucifer. Another one was um, how important is the boil, and you know, sixty minute versus ninety minute with this style. And does that timeline affect the impression of caramel uh, malts coming through? Well, you know... Especially caramelization and stuff, melanoidins produced. Our our buddy John Palmer, he, uh, you know, he stresses how caramelization doesn't happen unless there's, like, oxygen and certain, you know, 350 degrees and all this stuff, so it doesn't really happen in the boil. Okay. 
Well, something happens in the boil, melanoid forma- uh, formation that uh, perhaps that you know mimics caramelization. Okay. It kind of gives that perception. So generally, if you're boiling full wort volumes, you don't get a whole lot of caramel development. Uh, and color really doesn't develop that much unless you're really scorching something. <laughs> I think uh, Chris Colby from BYO kind of kind of proved that in uh, some stuff that he did. So, uh, yeah. You don't think of it, the, the burning and the boiling of those sugars in the boil? Can, they don't actually not brought yeah, out by those crystal malts. I mean, you know, there's the, you know caramelization requires you know certain heat. You know, like 350 and boil is 212. You know, you get some points on the bottom that are hotter sure. temperature, and that but it also requires oxygen. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, and there's no oxygen in yeah. that in that liquid. It it boils out um, very quickly. Okay. And there's z- you know pretty much zero oxygen in that liquid. <laughs> And then, uh, so, uh, you know, hard to say. But there are some flavor, there's definitely some flavor development there. I think it's more melanoidin than it is uh, actually caramelization. Okay. That's why if you're making, like, the, some of the Scottish ales, you can uh, uh, caramelize them by, you know, boiling it down to where you get just, like, a thin layer of liquid on the bottom and you're really actually caramelizing. Okay. Interesting. Nice. Did you want to? Recap the recipe, or well, I think we got a few a questions from the chat. I, we're running late, but uh, you Who know, cares? I think we got some good stuff. No, yeah. we did end up getting some real good questions here uh, toward the end too. Um, real quick, what's your water to grain ratio on this recipe? I almost use, almost always use one point three quarts per pound of grain. Okay, you can go anything from one point three, one point five. Uh, when I do recipes for BYO magazine, again BYO magazine, I uh, write the style profile column, and you go to the uh, Brewing Network and buy a uh, subscription to BYO. You know, it's again going to make you a great brewer. Um, I use uh, like a one and a half on that. So you can use uh, you know a uh, three to one uh, ratio uh, if you're doing metric. Uh, you know, weight, 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 uh, type of thing. Uh, but I use uh, 1.3 quarts per pound of grain. Okay. And yeast, uh, I believe you said uh, White Labs 004 mm-hmm. or the or the 1084. Yes. Uh, this listener wants to know what you get out of that yeast that you won't get out of the 002. Or the 1968. I don't know if you know what those two are. Yeah, you know, those yeasts, you're going to get, um, you know, more ester development than you will out of the 004. And a different ester development out of the 004 than you will out of the 002. Um, that's, you know, again, you know, every yeast is a little bit different. It's like, uh, you know, if I look around here in the studio, I see a bunch of, uh, you know, fat white guys, uh, you know, that like beer. Well, they're still different, you know. <laughs> what? By a bunch, he means you, John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. He's one skinny white guy yeah. that likes beer. But, uh, you know, they all, you know, they live in different houses, and, you know, when they pee, I'm they sure pee their pee tastes different, and, uh, you know, yeah. uh, when they fart, it's different it aromas. Different. You know, sure. again, it's, you know... Oh, it's you can bet on that. You know, it's, it's, uh, well, you know, for, for example, you know, we got the, the tasty McDole, and we got the, uh, Mc, uh, McChad. the McChad. Yeah. And as similar as they appear here in the studio, you know, they're they're different. <laughs> yes. And the beer they make is different, right? 
True. I True. bet you you could take sure. to, to <laughs> tell the difference between the two beers. There's different equipment, right? Different, right. different uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Different. Zen and it's the same on. thing on the yeast. You you may think those yeasts are the same, and they may look the same, and you may think they they got the same pedigree, but they're they're slightly different, and they make you know. And, and in one in in some cases, I would pick the tasty McDole. In some different some instances, I pay I'd pick the uh, the uh, McChad. You know, I both excellent. Different situations, different different choices. And the same thing goes with the 04 and the uh, 02. Okay. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, he's either lazy or broke uh, because he has German pills and not Maris Otter. And he wonders if you should just not even bother with this style. Do you have to have the Maris Otter? Is German pills just going to be totally off base? Yes. Okay. Good. That's what he wanted to know. Because <laughs> I think he wanted <laughs> to do the style. Answer. So, yeah. uh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, uh, I mean, how, it'll, it'll it'll be fine, but it's it's really not going to turn out exactly right. Okay, how close is your recipe to Smithwick's? Pretty darn close, is it? Especially you know, McChad brewed it, and uh, you know, it was a little maltier. Again, if you want to uh, you know back down on the uh, specialty malts down to four ounces, cut it cut it uh, uh, by a third. Uh, I think you'd be really, really close. Hmm. Okay, It'd be better than Smithwick's because it's fresher and it's homebrew, brewed with love. Yeah. All right, and the last question, and I, I know you guys covered this uh, pretty generally too, but uh, I'd like to reiterate it. Um, this person thinks that most of the, the examples of this beer he's had commercially are really clean and balanced. Should it be more malt forward? Then clean and balanced, you know, a lot more on the malty side. They should be clean and balanced, but, um, you know, they are fairly malt forward, you know, initially. And then you kind of get a dry, roasty bit in the end. I think a lot of American examples might be more caramelly as well, but, mm. and, and excessively clean. Again, I think that 004 gives you, or the 1048 gives you kind of a, enough of aster kind of, that English profile that or Irish profile that kind of really adds to the beer. And it's not, you know, flawlessly clean. Okay. All right, that's it from the chat. It's all yours. All right. So, uh, let's recap here. With that book of yours called Brewing Classic Styles. <laughs> if you haven't bought a copy, somebody yeah. emailed me today and asked me for a recipe. I said, it's in the book. You haven't bought the book yet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, well, no, I'm waiting for the conference. That's all right. I emailed them the recipe out of the book. You have books here, aren't you? Huh? At the conference? Uh, I don't know. They probably will. They'll yeah. have me sign them and all that. Awesome. I'll, I'll probably be at the conference signing books. But, uh, you know, it's all right. I, I don't mind. It's, it's not just going to pay for my uh, hooker and blow uh budget you know it's yeah yeah that happens i get beer for free it's probably my beer budget yeah yeah uh all right so original gravity 1054 ibu 25 using the rager formula color at 17 srm uh you are going to use uh, english pale ale uh liquid malt extract 8.1 pounds or 3.7 kilograms if you're an all-grain brewer, use uh, English pale ale malt or British pale ale malt, 11.25 pounds or 5.1 kilograms at 153 Fahrenheit, 67 degrees C mash temperature. Your other grains that uh, make up your uh, grist is going to be Crystal 40, Crystal 120, and uh, Roasted Barley at 300 love. Six ounces of each are 170 grams. Your hops, Kent Goldings, 5% alpha acid, 60 minutes, uh, uh, one and a quarter ounce or 35 grams. 
Ferment that with the White Labs WLP004 Irish Ale or the Y Yeast 1084 Irish Ale. If you have to use dry yeast, uh, your best choice in this case is going to be Fermenta Safale US05. Ferment around 66 degrees Fahrenheit or 19 degrees C. And carbonate to two, two and a half volumes. And that should make you a pretty good uh, Irish red ale. Unfortunately, the judges don't really understand that style very well and uh, look for heavy caramelization if you really want to do that and uh, succeed in competitions rather than making the best Irish red ale you can make. You might look at the uh, Scottish ale uh, 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 show that we did mm-hmm. and uh, brew the Scottish 80, and that, that should get you pretty close. There's something in between there should be uh, uh, pretty pretty close. Uh, yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, if you uh, have the time, I would suggest uh, showing up to the uh, Brewing Network anniversary party. It's going to be Saturday, June 14th at Downtown Joe's in Napa. Should be fun. Starting at 5 o'clock. I'm going to be there probably from Saturday, uh, June 12th. <laughs> or no, Monday. Thursday, June 12th through uh, probably through Sunday, June 15th. Just stay in there. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take the motor home. going to have a great time. Awesome. And, uh, you know, you guys ought to show up. I tell you, this is going to be yeah. the party like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Colin Kaminsky at Downtown Joe's. Uh, you know, first off, great food, great beer, and they're going to allow us to do homebrew and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you got a uh, budget to fly out here, do it. It's going to be great. And, uh... uh Plus, Justin throws one hell of a party. So, yes. all right, there you all right. Go. So we're gonna have a great time. <laughs> all right, Bruce Strong, Bruce Strong. <laughs>